This is the Church of Common Sense with Travis Lindsay. He stinks and I don't like him. Shock the system. Sex machine, get up off of that thing. I feel good. Jam. Oh, won't somebody please think of the children? Why are you running? Why are you running? So for shits and giggles. What the f is this? Watch your profanity. Look at all those chickens. When the hell did this happen? My eyes, the goggles do nothing. Your world is not funny. Your world is... Next, next on the big story. <laughs> what really happened on that Thursday here at Augusta High School that led to Chris Wood's death? The fuck is that? Shit! I'm dying in this fucking country-ass fucked-up town. <laughs> Shit flying in my mouth. The fuck? I can't see pollen. Let's get the fuck out of this country, motherfucker. I'm standing up and I'm telling you I am Warhol. I am the number one most impactful artist of our generation. I am Shakespeare in the flesh. Walt Disney, mm. Nike, Google. Now, who's going to be the Medici family and stand up and let me create more? Or do you want to marginalize me till I'm out of my moment? Oh, my brother, testify. And always let your conscience be your guide. And always let your conscience be your guide. All right, welcome to another edition of the Church of Common Sense and the first one of 2021 how is your new year's going i hope it's going well um i hope you're doing better than anyone who was in or around uh, the capital yesterday um yeah a lot to a lot to go over it's been a, it's been a minute since uh since since church has been in session but now we're uh, we're back we're in full swing just like everyone else, it's time to go back to work and uh, until next Christmas. And I'm really <laughs> quite bummed about that. I'm uh, I had a lovely Christmas. I had a really, uh, you know, I like every Christmas. I've, I don't think I've ever even like not good Christmases. We're still great uh, Christmases. Cause I like Christmas. I'm a Christmas person. Um, I know other people are sick of it, but I'm I. Genuine, genuinely get uh, quite depressed after the holidays. Uh, no one has done for another year. But alas, we will trudge on. Um, I got good things on the horizon that I'm very happy about and will share with you as I go along in this podcast. I, um, I did a thing for New Year's Eve. I filmed, uh, I filmed a thing for uh, East Link Television, uh, where I gave my review and rundown of 2020, and you know, it was uh, just a nice little opportunity to uh, shit on the horrible uh, year that was. Uh, I, will, I will not go to as far as to say the worst year ever. Uh, definitely not one of the best ones in my personal life, but uh, you know. It was what it was, and now we're here, here starting anew, and I think <laughs> hopefully people are starting to realize that, it, that it's not uh, years themselves that suck. It's the people uh, and the actions uh, they commit within that year, uh, which is so uh, garbage and trash. And uh, uh, yesterday was a fun reminder of uh, the shit you can get away with. Uh, when uh, when you're not black and you're not uh, saying hey stop shooting uh, black people uh, please and thank you um, obviously people aren't as asking as uh, sweet as I am but that is the, the general uh, message uh, when uh, people who were walking for Black Lives Matter were called every uh name and trespassing violent murderers bloody uh bloodthirsty animals uh walking through a gated community uh where we uh should have been apparently you know shot just for walking on the property but yet a, a group of uh cousin fucking cum sucks smelling uh dorito breath assholes can 
uh, break into the Capitol and uh, in, in the Senate and all that shit and raise a bunch of hell and uh, get help down the steps when they're being escorted out. Um, yes, someone, uh, multiple people uh, uh, were apparently uh, killed. A woman was shot in the in the face. Uh, pretty wild uh, video to see. Not too graphic, and but uh, you know you see the moment it happened, and and you know people like freaking out and stuff. Uh, and you know people are in an uproar about that. But these are also the same people that are in an uproar and mad about this woman getting shot. Are probably the same ones that when someone gets shot for arguing with a cop, they go. Um, Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Uh, so, uh, go fuck yourself. Uh, uh, you know, I'm all about uh, rising above and taking the high road and turning uh, the other cheek. But just on, like, on an emotional, personal level, <laughs> go uh, fuck yourself. Uh, you hypocritical pieces of shit. Uh, just be honest with yourself. I'd have a little more respect if you just went, Hey, we don't like the cause that you're fighting for. We don't give a shit. About you. Because apparently it was never how people were protesting that you had a problem with. Even though you said it's not that you're protesting, it's how you're protesting. Well, you guys broke into a building, you stole mail, which is a federal offense. Uh, you, you know, you ran through Nancy Pelosi's office and all that shit. And then you go, well, we're protesting. Shut the fuck up. Madness. Absolute madness. And then still somehow it's people... Uh, on the other side's uh, fault, and then you know there's secret, <laughs> there's secret people in infiltrating, and it wasn't the work of you know, the right. It was it was it was the left dressed like the right and sending false. One <laughs> there's a picture going around being like, see this guy, he's an Antifa soldier. Uh, the guy they're showing uh, is uh, is a guy that's pretty uh, high up in the white supremacy uh, game. He's uh he's a guy who is all about you know uh white people being on top and he's a huge racist uh so clearly he's not uh, antifa and he's not on the left he's very much uh, one of your guys that seems <laughs> you know how like Canadians know more about America than America knows about Canadians I feel like that's the same uh for not racist people we know know more about you. Then you know about you. Uh, you know, with uh, these hypocritical pieces of uh, dog shit. Um, but uh, <laughs> it doesn't look like it's going to be working out in their favor. Obviously not. Biden has uh, won the election. So uh, there you go. Suck it up and all that shit that you were saying to uh, people on the left four years ago. And that's right, four years. Only one term. One ever lasting long term i think that's probably why people do so well uh in the pandemic is that we had to deal through four years of even here in, in the country that's not even uh where this idiot is president uh we had to deal with all this shit for four years uh so i guess that's probably why the pandemic honestly doesn't seem that bad because compared to what the last four years have been it's uh it's <laughs> it's a nice break but I won't uh, dredge on. But this is a positive. We're gonna, we're gonna start the new year on a, on a positive note. Um, I, I was asked about New Year's resolutions and stuff like that. Uh, I I personally don't have New Year's resolutions. Uh, they've never been uh, my thing. I just think you know they're a weird force thing. I think if you want to change something, change it any time of the year. Start you know, start June twelfth. Start August fifteenth. Yeah. Uh, Start a resolution on fucking December 13th. Who, you know, who gives a shit? Um, just uh, do it when you think you're ready to do it and make the change when you want to make the change. I uh, I like to make New Year's revelations. That's my uh, thing. I like to look back at the past year and go, what is one thing I, I, I enjoyed about uh, the year? What is one thing personally about myself that I did that uh, I would like to keep that kind of energy moving forward into uh the next year and uh that you know that for me was like realizing you know i can say some shit and i can have an opinion and it can be a strong opinion and i don't need to be uh afraid of uh you know 
too many people pulling back or, um, you know, losing friends or whatever and all that shit, uh, you know, because I realized, you know, if, you know, these people are with me, then they're, then they're with me, and, uh, I shouldn't have to hide my thoughts and my feelings, and so I've just been kind of, you know, good about that, and, you know, more, uh, you know, talking about shit that's going on in the world, and, uh, I think in the long run, it's maybe a better comic, and, um, a more outgoing person in a sense, and, uh, you know, I'm really happy for that, and I think it's actually probably opened up more doors than it's, uh, closed, and only a few people have, um, deleted <laughs> me off Facebook, which is, uh, which is no one that I'll miss, uh, you know, quite frankly, you know, it's also the people that, like, brag about that, I don't get filmed by anything, and, uh, you know, and I would never block anyone, but, uh, I noticed you got on, bitch, so, um, peace. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, you know, I, uh, going back for a second on New Year's stuff, I, I did, uh, film the thing for Eastlink, uh, TV, and, uh, you know, I saw that was a cool experience, and, uh, maybe we'll have, uh, some more, uh, in front of camera opportunities coming up, I don't know if I can actually, uh, confirm or deny any, uh, you know, confirm anything, at least, um, yet, you know, we'll have to wait and see, I don't know, uh, you know, we'll see how, uh, the coming days, uh, play out, uh, but if you got, uh, CBC, you know, turn it on sometime next week, and, uh, you might, uh, might see your boy doing some stuff with some stuff, and, uh, I will be going back to, uh, the Sour 22 Minutes to do warm-up, and uh, and all that jazz, so I'm looking forward to that. So the year's starting off good. Uh, I'm supposed to do a festival in the beginning of February. Hopefully that can uh, still happen. Um, January dates, unfortunately, in St. John, New Brunswick, had to be postponed. Um, what can you do? Uh, we are in the middle of a uh, <laughs> pandemic. Uh, I've not... Uh, TikTok is pretty much dead to me. I still got it. I just don't... Uh, I don't use it or check it ever. I know I should and be up to date with all this kind of shit and jazz. Uh, but it's uh, it's just, uh, it's annoying. I don't know how to work it, really. Um, you know, I have ideas for stuff, but I, you know, I want the quality to be good. I can't just uh, put shit out there and be like, yeah, this is, this is nice. Like, it's got to be something I'm happy and proud of, you know? Cup of Joe for your boy. Uh, <laughs> Java. Um, other than that, you know, not a whole lot going on. We do have some questions and confessions, uh, which is great. Uh, I will be, uh, I'll be doing that in a few minutes. Again, like I said, I'm gonna start doing these, you know, a little bit shorter. You know, maybe not go the full hour. We'll, we'll see where you know stuff takes us. Um, but. Uh, you know, I got my news stories, I got my questions and confessions, and, uh, and then, you know, that's, that's it, we're starting off the new year, you know, I got some bigger news coming, we'll see after next week, maybe that I can actually talk about stuff once some stuff's been done, uh, which I'm very excited about me to talk, so code it, um, I'm kind of with goals in the year, I, I mean, I really just want to, again, this was my one last year, and, you know, unfortunately due to pandemic and stuff, I didn't get done, but I'd like to, uh, do a second album. I feel like, uh, I have accumulated enough material since I recorded my last one. I'm sorry for yawning. God darn it. Uh, boom, you thought I was gonna say, but, 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 son of a bitch. Um, that was a reference to a, uh, Porky Pig, uh, Looney Tunes blooper that was made specifically for the Warner Brothers, uh, Christmas party where Porky Pig actually swears it is an actual, uh, official clip. As some people think, some people, why am I giving you a history of cartoons, Travis? Shut up. Uh, <laughs> but yes, I would like to record um, my second album. I think I get enough material, um, especially, uh, you know, uh, the stuff I've been able to even write uh, in the last year, uh, I think is, uh, you know, due to be uh, recorded and retired and scrapped and all that uh, jazz. 
But, uh, you know, that's my main focus. That's my main goal is just to be able to get on stage as much as possible, you know. If it's, you know, if I feel safe and it's in a healthy uh, environment where people are following protocols and all that jazz, I will uh, I will gladly do shows. Uh, because I want to and I really miss comedy and it's... Uh, it's really sucked not having it uh, the last couple months, and the boy and your boy wants to shake some rust off him. And I got some rust on me. I can feel it, and I got to get it off. You know, so hopefully with uh, some stuff coming up and warm up back, I'll be able to uh, shake that rust off uh, sooner rather than later. Um, but we got uh, we got some questions here. We got some news stories here. Uh, let's uh, let's go right into them. Let's. Um, Let's go into the new stuff before I get into questions and uh, confessions. And then actually I'll kind of mix the two because some kind of coincide with each other. Um, but here's a new story. This will uh, this was a Christmas one I saw. <clears throat> uh, there was a mother-in-law. Uh, my mother-in-law told me to buy her another Christmas gift because she hated the first. Uh <laughs> the balls on this one a woman took to reddit to ask users for advice on what she should do after her mother-in-law told her she didn't like the present she was given before asking her uh for a new one why go on reddit literally just tell this woman no (laughs) here's the receipt you do you this is the price point that i'm spending on you lady sorry i gotta i gotta clear my throat for a second we're gonna pause this for a hot minute A woman who bought her mother-in-law a thoughtful Christmas gift was left stunned when she asked her to return it because she hated it. The unnamed woman uh, explained that every year she and her husband buy uh, his mom a scarf, but this year she decided to commission a local artist to make a painting of her mom-in-law and her daughter. I I sent a picture of them to the artist and she basically digitally made the painting with the images exactly like they were shown in the photo, she explained. She loved how the painting turned out and couldn't wait to give it to her. But when she received it, she was less than impressed. She said, about about a week later, I get a call from uh, father-in-law saying, mother-in-law hates the painting because she doesn't like how she looks in the painting. <laughs> That's what we just realized. She's a little bit ugly. He basically asked me to have another one made with X, Y, and Z different about the painting. Oh, you old selfish fuddy-duddy. After spending a hundred and eighty, after spending one hundred and eighty dollars, approximately one hundred and thirty-two pounds on the artwork, the woman said she felt deflated by the response she received. She added, "It sucks. She doesn't like it, but I feel like it's kind of rude to tell me they don't like it. Even even more rude to assume I should buy a new one." Uh, the woman said that although she doesn't always like the gifts she receives from her in-laws, she always accepts them graciously and either exchanges them or gives them away instead of telling them she hates them. Now she's considered buying her a scarf like they usually do instead. <laughs> and wrapping around that ugly mud of yours. Um, <laughs> this woman's going to buy a scarf and then strangle, strangle their mother-in-law with it. Uh, <laughs> like Murray's wigs and Goodfellas. Uh, one person said, definitely get a scarf and then get her a scarf for everything. Perfect. Just overload her on scarves. Another person wrote, please, for your future sanity, do not buy her a new gift, even a scarf. And just say, hey, I could put a lot of thought and money into that gift, and it's hurtful to me that you, one, don't like it, and two, accept, expect a new one. Unfortunately, that was all my budget I had for this Christmas, and next year I'll make sure to get something different. I don't know you, but you need to not let them walk all over you. That's so, so rude. Who tells someone to hate their gift and ask for a new one, regardless of what it is? And a third said, It was a gift. If she doesn't like it, the respectful thing to do is to accept it and move on. You obviously put a lot of thought and money into this gift, and she and father-in-law are assholes for expecting you to replace it. Um... Yeah, I've never, if if I don't, you know, if I don't like a gift, you know, you just, I've, even when I was a kid, if, you know, I'd get something, I would say thank you, no matter what. It, it what a insane thing, let's see what the, the wonderful British comment section says. 
a reasonable request. I often tell my mother-in-law to shove her present up, and then it's da da da. <clears throat> By golly. <clears throat> TBF, it was actually her husband who said she didn't like how she looked in the painting, not her. And for all we know, she could have looked awful in it. We haven't seen it to judge. That's the problem with commission sometimes. Anything is better than a scarf. Every year, no thought goes into that. Gee. Uh, British people... <laughs> with all due respect, you guys just come off uh, as awful. Just get her the most hideous scarf you can find. There we go. This is a person. Find a book on manners. She certainly needs some. There we go. Uh, Stumpsta says, get her a dictionary next year so she can look up gift, uh, manners, and grateful. And <laughs> Stumpsta spelled uh, manners wrong. They spelled it like it's uh, like it's a, an estate or a mansion. M-A-N-O-R-S. Yeah. Yeah. Teach her some manners. Or as she don't like the way she looks, get the painting back and send it to the artist with a request to paint a scarf over her face. Brilliant. There we go. Um, God, I can't even think of a gift I've ever had that's been so bad I would literally tell someone, Hey, you know, uh, get rid of that for me. Oh, this was one I saw... Um, and actually, I see saw I saw the headlines, and I was like, "This could be interesting." I, I don't read these beforehand. I am reading these for the first time. Uh, to you, a uh, couple renovating home finds a seventy-year-old uh, handwritten note buried in their wall. Uh, Carl Church, and uh, hey, very fitting, forty-nine years old, and his partner Eve Jones, forty-eight. Love when these tell the ages like they matter. Uh, found a note written by a bricklayer after he installed patio doors into his home, which they later shared on Facebook. A couple were left stunned after finding a note hidden inside their wall, which was written 70 years ago. Carl Church, 49, and his partner Eve Jones were in the midst of renovating their bungalow in Kingsthorpe uh, when they came across the letter. The message was written by John Rainbow. What a last name. John Rainbow in 1953. Uh, after he's like, <laughs> I just can't get past John Rambo because now I'm just picturing a very colorful uh, Rambo. That's all you have to do for an impression of Rambo. It's like you press the button on a on a toy with a dying battery. Tear traps enough. Uh, <laughs> The message was written by John Rainbow in 1953 after he decided to install patio doors in his home. So the note is literally just also about patio doors. The note read, uh, Brick, Bricklayer Wright, 3, 3, 6 and a half, February 17th, 1953, Rainbow 122 Kingsland Avenue, age 50. Uh, now the couple is trying to track down the author's descendants. Uh, Eve posts a picture of the amazing capsule on North Hand. It's not even like I thought the note was going to say something funny. Um, she said, My boyfriend was having my boyfriend was having back window knocked out in one of the downstairs rooms. Uh, when when that was being done, they found it, this tin in the wall with a note in it. He was thinking, Should he go knock on 122 Kingsland Avenue? But the chance of the sun has been in that house minimally, really. It was put in a drawer and forgotten about, and, but he got it out the other day and decided to find the original descendants from Mr. Rainbow. <laughs> it's like trying to find a kid's television host. Uh, I popped it on Facebook group yesterday and it struck quite a bit of interest. Uh, members of the group quickly worked out that the note belonged to a John W. Rainbow who was alive from 1902 to 1993 uh, and who was living at 204 Birchfield Road East from 1939 to 1994. Man, you can, nothing, you, nothing is hidden uh, forever in this goddamn world these days. Uh, he was married to Lillian Luck, Luck and Rainbow. Who was their fucking kid? Pot of gold? <laughs> And the couple had two daughters together, one of whom was Phyllis, born in 1925, who later became Mrs. Green. 
And I was born in 1926, who became Mrs. Mills. Uh, the couple is also believed to now have a number of grandchildren born in the 1950s and 1960s. Eve said, It seemed that they were living in Birchfield Road in Abington, where, strangely enough, I grew up. Uh, John William Strambo was born in 1902, which tallies with the date, because on this note he said he was 50 years old, and it was written in 1953. He seems to have had two children, but no sons. He worked for London Midland and Scottish Railway Company and was a bricklayer employed by... My lord. Uh, one user of the, on the group also shared a clipping on the newspaper that showed that Mr. Rainbow won more than 2,000 pounds on the football pools, which his daughter Iris filled out for him. <laughs> he and Mrs. Luck kissed the winning ticket. Uh, the article said that Iris's fiancé, Wally Mills, would give her a kiss every time she checked the box, causing the family to win a prize. Eve added, I don't like posting in groups. I put it on and thought, oh God, it's just going to get ignored. Uh, if it was getting embarrassing, I would have just taken it down. But then I spent all day as they do in a minute on it after the responses. There do seem to be quite a few rainbows around Northamptonshire. It's strange how we seem to have pinpointed the guy, that, but nobody comes forward yet to say he was a relative. Good gravy. This man was not expecting all this 50 years ago when he wrote that note. Or 70 years ago, sorry. He was, he was 50 years old when he wrote it. 1902 to 1993. Hell of a run, but hell of a run. Um, <clears throat> let's go into some New Year's Eve stuff I have here. Uh, most unusual New Year's Eve uh, traditions. Like throwing chairs out the window. Uh, New Year's Eve is celebrated differently all over the world, and not just because of different time zones, but different in cultures. Some people throw plates, and others throw sofas. Um, so I guess this is like the ways people have uh, been celebrating uh, New Year's Eve. <clears throat> New Year's, uh, I already that part, but for Brits, New Year's Eve consists of fireworks, drinking a tipple or two. What is a tipple? And loudly, and loudly singing Auld Lang Syne uh, with their nearest and dearest. But in other countries, their celebrations are a little more bizarre. Well, I want to know what the fuck tipple is before I go any further. I can't just drink and tipple. What is tipple? Tipple. <laughs> My nickname, I have three nipples. There goes old tipple tits. Uh, oh, fuck, thank God. I'm not in high school anymore. That would have been a bully name. Um, tipple, drink alcohol. I know that part. Those who liked to tipple and gamble. <laughs> British people are weird. Um, what is a tipple? Uh, this is going mean... Tipple drink. I guess it just means to drink. It's not even a... Actual booze. Drinking a tipple or two. Okay, yeah. So drinking a tipple is just a fun... Well, I might start using that for... Uh, go for a bit of a tipple, huh? Um, <clears throat> for British news, yeah. Go already read that part. Really, because the celebration is a little more... Bizarre. From burning sculptures and breaking plates to chucking furniture out of the... <laughs> <laughs> what country just turns into a fucking Ramones hotel room? Um... <laughs> Some of the weirdest and wackiest New Year's traditions from around the world have been revealed. Travel experts at My Baggage, a luggage shipping service, have named eight of the most unusual traditions from countries like Ecuador, Japan, and Denmark. To banish any ill fortune or bad things that have happened over the last 12 months, Ecuadorians set fire to scarecrows filled with paper at midnight on New Year's. Lord, we all should have done that. Burn off. <laughs> burn a scarecrow here's tea at 2020 and it turns out it's not just the greeks who enjoy smashing uh, crockery during celebratory occasions that oh the danes also hurl unused plates that have been saved up throughout the year at the front doors of families and <laughs> you get a drive-by plating <laughs> take a big old cornyware dish to the head good lord people uh, spokesperson of my bank said this New Year's Eve is likely going to look very different to years uh, previous for most people around the ESCO lockdown, all year we know. Nevertheless, to encourage people to look forward to 2021, we thought it'd be fun to take a look. Yes, we know. We're already reading stuff about it. Uh, compared to the likes of Italy and Argentina and the Philippines, our traditions are pretty boring. Throwing old furniture out of the windows could uh, be just the stress relief needed of this credit. Who, who, um, who throws scarecrow burning in Ecuador? Broken plates, Denmark. 108 rings. In Japan, bells are rung 108 times. 
in a Buddhist tradition that is believed to banish all human sins. I knew my goddamn TV was going to go off. Sorry, just a sec. Sorry, we're back. Goddamn. TV unmuted somehow. Magic. Uh, in Japan, in Japan. Good lord. In Japan, bells are rung 108 times in Buddhist tradition that is believed to banish all human sins. Boy, oh boy, I know some people who'd need more bells than that. Uh, <laughs> round things. Uh, hoping to bring prosperity and wealth for the year ahead, Filipinos surround themselves with round things on New Year's Eve to represent coins and wealth. They also consume grapes, keep coins in their pockets, and wear clothes with polka dots among... <laughs> Bunch of Filipino dusty roads walking around. Happy New Year, baby. Uh, that'll only work for wrestling fans. Um, <clears throat> tossing furniture out the window in Italy on New Year's Eve. In some parts of Italy, it's traditional for. Yeah, I would not go for a walk in Italy. Although, to prevent injuries, most locals just stick to small and soft objects. <laughs> Colored underwear in South America. In South American countries such as Mexico, Bolivia, and Brazil. Uh, your fortunes for the year ahead are decided by the color of your underwear. Just wear green. Those who want to find love wear red underpants for New Year's whilst hoping for wealth should opt for yellow. Oh, yellow's the little money color in uh, Brazil and that if you're just sticking to tossing paper out the window. Argentina <laughs> Argentina sells, celebrates New Year's Eve like a bunch of kids on summer break in movies. Argentines uh, thread, shred, shred all their old documents and paper for the curtain fall uh, on the year to symbolize leaving the past behind them. They toss the shreds out the window like confetti around lunchtime on December 31st. Oh, boy, that also brings up some memories of other places where shredded papers would have been flying around. Um, talking to animals, Romania. Romanian farmers spend their New Year's Eve trying to communicate with their livestock and earning good... You know what? I've had Romanian plum wine before. That shit will have you talking to animals. Uh, what do people in common say about these New Year's traditions? Happy New Year's, everyone. I'm Danish and never heard of such a tradition as breaking crockery. It's not true unless it was done before my time. Fun article, though. Uh, so, uh, Sir Helena says horse shit on that one. A tradition of old still used today in many households. Uh, this is from Who Cares? Households let the old year out the back door and the new one through the front door. There's plenty more shame on your research team for not looking into. Uh, Bill Wiz says, I like to get some doggy fireworks off my mate, then create the biggest explosion in my garden possible. Always get a laugh from their neighbors. <laughs> okay, Bill Wiz. Uh, <clears throat> oh, this woman had a questionnaire on, on, on Tinder, and I wanted to uh, see read the questions. Um, I thought that could be fun. A woman branded narcissist for grilling potential Tinder dates with questionnaires. Screenshots of Tinder user asking her dates to fill in the questionnaire before she agrees to go out with them has been branded narcissistic. Uh, it's a little much. I don't know. I guess I gotta see this. <clears throat> Would you be interested in filling out a date application? Or what? It's a Google form with important questions. I would totally think I was going to get some kind of virus on. <laughs> a singleton looking for love has been slammed for her narcissistic approach to dating after successfully matching with someone on twin Tinder. Uh, the woman asked this person she swiped right to if they'd be interested in filling out a date application. She asked for basic details like nickname, age, and what they're looking for in a relationship before moving on to other topics. Being a Harry Potter fan, she uh, was a big concern of hers, and she asked what Hogwarts host they'd be in as were the candidates' political views and whether or not they're a feminist or not. Uh, the questionnaire, uh, what are you looking for? Someone to go on fun dates with, an open or poly relationship, an exclusive relationship, a hookup, FWB, friends with benefits, I'm not sure, or other. <clears throat> Where do you live? Answer, do you consider yourself a feminist? Yes, not sure, no. Unsurprisingly, being bombarded with questions was pretty off-putting for a match who took screenshots and the shared on Reddit and used a quick criticism. Well, I wouldn't, uh, you know, heavily rely, uh, on the, um... Uh, the, God, I'm trying to think of the word, uh, the weight of an opinion of, of, of Reddit users. Uh, one responder wrote, I'd fill it out with, uh, fill it out and end with a 10 out of 10 awkward. Uh, what Hogwarts horse host are you, Gryffindor? Like, this could be someone. What's your favorite Taylor Swift song? Uh, do you like cat, this, <laughs> did I just find out my girlfriend's still on Tinder? <laughs>
Mother said, why couldn't you just carry out a regular conversation? Just ask a third comment. Did it seems very narcissistic? We don't learn anything about her. Well, I guess I mean you're learning in the in the comments, kind of. I mean, she, she sounds about Harry Potter, so she's probably cares about Harry Potter. She's about cats. I mean, well, could it go? Maybe she hates them. Maybe she doesn't. Who knows? Another responder. You can already tell by the questions. This is one of the most insufferable people on on the on the planet. Thank them for the warning and move on. You know, this person probably. <clears throat> and had a fifth red flag. It's I, it is a bitch much. Maybe you should do it in um, over a course of a conversation. But at the same time, maybe this is someone who uh, has a hard time with small talk, and it's like, boom, here are the things I want to know right away. Boom, let's not waste each other's time. Like <laughs> this person's efficient. It doesn't. I know there's gonna be questions like, what would you buy me, and all this kind of horseshit. This is this is literally just someone's like, I want to know if this person's worth continuing. Uh, nail and nail and bales is scouse hero. You are a scouser, aren't you? Um, <laughs> I don't know what that means. I just I just feel like. Uh, <laughs> I've never heard anything good from a scouse person. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe I'm judging. I don't know. Uh, maybe it's the Virgo in me, but I like the survey. No, not the Virgo. The gullible simpleton. How can anyone really believe that the person... Tambon really switched the gears there. Um, yeah, I thought the question was going to be a little more crazier than that. Um, <clears throat> that was it from my news stories and shit. Um, I did uh, want to show that even here in Halifax we have uh, people uh, who make absolute fools of themselves in uh, when it comes to wearing masks and and all that jazz um <laughs> I uh, I don't know if anyone saw this one, but this is a uh, in my opinion, uh, I mean, there's a couple nominees. There's the dude with tattoos all over his face that apparently shot teacher or some shit. Um, there is, uh, there's a gentleman. Here we go. He, this man, uh, outside the QE2 hospital here in Halifax, Nova Scotia, uh, wins the award for senseless uh, sinner of the week. Here we go. Get to the hospital. I got AFib, atrial fibrillation. I absolutely could die within a few hours having a blood clot. These officers and these people will not let me go in. And those, they're not upholding my road without a mask. They won't let me go in without a mask. They will not uphold my rights. They will not uphold my rights. When you're you taping, clarify on that it's not that we're not letting you. You don't want to go in there with a mask. That's on you, not on us. Exactly. Correct? It's not, but your job is to uphold my rights, no, 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 my no. civil no, no. rights. Guess what? There's a pandemic happening whether you believe it or not. That's on you. There's no pandemic. Two doctors came out here, offered to help you. Two of them. With a mask. Took away two doctors. With a mask. Well, other people right now, they offered for you to give you help inside. Two doctors. With a mask. There's a lot of sick people in there. Two doctors came out inside, offered you help. They said, we're both going to help you. Come on in, put a mask on. With a mask. You refused. That's on you, not on us or on them. You are not entering the I don't have a right to not wear a mask. That's what you say. I have to wear a mask or I die. Michael, you have to. I have to or I die. They what a fucking idiot. Uh, that happened just here in, in Halifax at the, at the QE2. Uh, uh, gentleman, I use the term loosely, uh, refusing to wear a mask. He says he could die if he doesn't get in the hospital. But apparently, <laughs> it's not that much of an emergency. If you won't just wear the mask for <clears throat> however long you're in the goddamn hospital, uh, the the co this is you, it, the cops are uh, are being quite reasonable. Yeah, it it takes a special asshole uh, to make the <laughs> to make the police look good in this day and age. And uh, this guy, he did it. The um, you know, the, it's like the one time you'd want them to just you know grab someone. Uh, but they they kept their cool, and uh, the cop was very reasonable here. I, I'm a, I won't say the cop can come to the cookout quite yet, but you know I'll give him I'll sneak him a plate in the parking lot. Uh, <laughs> um, and this man looks exactly like he sounds. Uh, you know, it he's wearing camouflage. Uh, Probably has more t Tim Hortons in them than actual water. Uh, <clears throat> probably first the cigarettes as darts, uh, and uh, definitely got some dirty ass fingernails. 
if 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 I had to imagine. Uh, you know, uh, I love the concept. There's a pandemic, whether you believe it or not, and uh, you know that's the way it should be. This is not. This is no one's rights being taken away. This is literally like, hey, there's shit going on. Uh, there's other sick people in here. We don't want to risk them also getting more sick. You asshole. You inconsiderate fuck. Uh, and I, I, I kind of hope this man just collapsed on the side of the road after he got denied entry. Actually, I would like to see a full security footage and see if he actually just like sighed and uh, and put on a mask. Uh, this simple shit. But he gets um, the first senseless sinner of the week of 2021. So good job, sir. You've actually uh, done something with your life. Uh, I'm sure we'll have more people like him throughout the year to win uh, the oh-so-prestigious award of Senseless Sinner of the Week. Um, <clears throat> and with that said, damn, we're 39... Again, as always, like I'm shocked that reading a bunch of news stories and me babbling and stammering over shit's gonna draw out into a full podcast. Um, <clears throat> but we do. We do have some other things we need to attend to. We got questions. And, uh, you know, we also got... Uh, uh, we have questions and confessions back to kick off 2021. Um, <clears throat> again, you can always send in your questions and confessions to me to uh, fatherlindsayandthechurch at gmail.com. That's fatherlindsayandthechurch at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Uh, you know, how was your holidays? How was your New Year's? What do you got planned for 2021? Um, you know, give me your questions. Give me your confessions. I want to I wanna chat to you. But until we do, I do have, uh, I do have some questions and confessions from a, uh, a person who has written in, uh, who has not written in in a while because they, uh, <laughs> they couldn't listen, uh, due to, uh, in probably internal bleeding if they would have, uh, laughed at me. <clears throat> so we'll just, you know, we'll read it all the way through. Uh, hello. <clears throat> hello. Uh, secondhand salt is gold. See, they're referencing my other podcast. They're all caught up now. Uh, and thank you. It is. I totally, uh, actually forgot about that. But now I am going to try and work that bit out on stage in the coming weeks. Because shows are coming back. Maybe I'll be popping up in, uh, in Gus's and Halifax and some other places here and there. Maybe, uh, down on Barrington Street somewhere. So, uh, at the, around the end of the month. <clears throat> You uh, will stay tuned, and I will announce those dates when they are locked in for sure. Love the not-true stories, especially involving people I know, lol. Uh, the one about the teacher is hilarious. I try and be funny with my students, too. I'm not, but I try. I'll get a laugh once in a blue moon. That's all you can hope for. Kids are the worst. Uh, audience. Students are the worst audience. They're just awkward and going through shit in their heads. Uh... <laughs> I'm finally caught up. I can laugh again without pain, although I'm not sure it was worth the emotional pain of missing this podcast. Thank you for the shout-out. Uh, crying emoji. You're, you're very welcome. And I'm, gl- I'm glad you can listen again. Um, I appreciate all the views and listens. Uh, episode 17, praise hands, praise hands, praise hands, because you know I was probably speaking some truth. Uh, <clears throat> confession. I should be happy where I am right now, but I really miss working. I really love my job, and it sucks that I won't get to do it for a while. I know lots of people are going through this for a variety of reasons, so I should get over it. But that doesn't help my butthurtness. Um, <clears throat> no, you can. You just gotta do you and the best you can. You can't worry that, you know. Again, just because um, other people are in tough position doesn't mean your position uh, isn't one that you can you know that you have to feel bad for feeling bad about that's uh that's not how it works cancer's worse than a headache but a headache still sucks um you know just because maybe your situation isn't as bad as it doesn't mean you know it, it it's not you know shitty and it's not a hard and people are yeah people are going through different stuff all you have to do is acknowledge you know i find acknowledge that people are going through hard stuff you know realize yeah it could be worse but also go yeah you know what this kind of sucks right now too for me and and you're allowed to be in that and you're allowed to uh you know grieve or deal or you know whatever process you need to go through to um get through it and move on is 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 fine and it's you know it's okay uh i don't think it's selfish to be like yeah my situation sucks uh, and, and it, you it's not invalidated just because other people are, are in the middle, you know, 
<laughs> yeah, there's a pandemic going on and everyone's having a rough go. Um, but that doesn't validate whatever you're going through. Uh, so no, you don't need to get over it. You just need, uh, just deal with it in, in a hopefully healthy and appropriate way. And that's the only way you're actually going to get over it. Uh, just going other people are worse doesn't solve your problem. Uh, it, it all, it just adds guilt to your list of problems. <clears throat> Question. Uh, if you could go back in time and change something, what would it be? Oh, God. Butterfly effect really scared me when I saw it uh, when I was a kid. So I'm, I've always been nervous to go to the past for anything. And fuck some shit up. But if I could... <clears throat> it, it Yeah, of course it goes to food with me. Um, only because I think it's not as serious... The ramifications may not be seen, and then watching me come back into a complete nuclear holocaust. Uh, McDonald's used to have these deli bistro sandwiches. They had this buffalo blue cheese uh, chicken one. It was probably the best thing McDonald's has ever had on their menu. And at the time, you know, I had, I definitely, I would say I had it at least three to four times while they had it. And I just feel like I didn't appreciate McDonald's putting in the effort of a quality sandwich uh, at the time is because I was you know I was thirteen maybe maybe fourteen I think I was definitely thirteen though and <clears throat> so like yeah McDonald's was always good no matter what no matter if it was a big extra or a quarter pound or whatever I was like yeah McDonald's is dope because uh, your stomach is nothing but ass at the time it can just digest that shit like it's nothing. And I just don't feel like I appreciated uh, the quality sandwich that was uh, the McBistro Deli Buffalo Chicken Sandwich. And I wish I could just go back and maybe try to find a way that they would make it a full-time menu item. I'm so... They should have never gotten rid of them. I don't know why they got... Probably because they're a pain in the ass to make. Uh, but see, as I'm even saying this and being like, oh, I would save that sandwich. I would come back here and I'd probably be like 460 pounds. Uh... Because you can have too much of a good thing. See, I've already learned my lesson about time traveling in my hypothetical thought about time travel. Um, you've really opened up Pandora's box and sent me down a rabbit hole here. Uh, <laughs> I'm a fucking lunatic. Um, <clears throat> if I could change one thing. See, I don't want to get serious. <laughs> I would, I, would, I would rather be funny. Um, but uh, I'll, I'll, I'll set the I'll set it the scenario like this. So I can go back in time, but I don't know. Hmm. God damn. This is a good, this is a good question. This is uh, a change one. I don't know if I would change one thing. If I could just go back, I would literally go back to the first time I did <clears throat> stand up. Uh, uh, with the preface that I can't change anything, I can only just view it as I'm almost watching it. Like, uh, you know, I'm in my own body and stuff, but uh, and I have my consciousness now, but I have no control. So everything is playing out the same way it played out. Uh, but I would just like to. Feel that feeling again, uh, to feel that click and, uh, that feeling of like, oh, this is, I found, I found my thing, uh, which I don't know if a lot of people, uh, do or, or have in their life, um, but I, I, yeah, I would just, yeah, much like the McBeastro, uh, Buffalo Chicken Deli sandwich at McDonald's, I would appreciate that moment a little more and just be more in that moment. Uh, <clears throat> besides Santa's little racist helper, as I assume you're talking about Swatch Repeat, uh, what is your least favorite Dutch tradition or custom? Now, honestly, I didn't, I had to look up some stuff, because, you know, I was trying to think, you know, uh, what else is out there that I don't, uh, care for. Uh, but I guess, uh, is, again, like, black licorice everything, and in there it's, like, really salty, uh, and herring. Uh, pickled herring is, is like a jarred fish. That's, you know, that's, you know, something weird about just boat people, cold boat people do that, eat that kind of shit. And, uh, 
uh, again, yeah, it's all food stuff that I, I, have, I have a problem with, with when it comes to that. Other than that, you know, you, you, you bike all, all over the place, and that's fun. And, you know, they got hookers at windows, and, you know, weed's been chill there forever. Other than that, it seems like it... it the Netherlands is just one big college dorm. <laughs> it's just one big dorm. Uh... And and they just got some nasty shit they need to clean up, and then it's a and then it's probably a, a good time there, and uh, you know they'll they'll get it eventually. I'm sure this watch of people. I don't even think they can get away with it if it's an actual black person now. At this point, we've gone too far down the rabbit hole with Swatch of Pete. <clears throat> and then uh, your last question is why? Well, I, I mean, why would I answer this question on the podcast? That would ruin any kind of potential. Uh, you know, surprise for the future. Um, <clears throat> I I can't answer that last one. Um, you almost got me to read it and sneak it in there. Um, but uh, when whenever the time is right, uh, I you know I or not when the time is right because you know there's always going to be oh this and that. Um, when it, it, you know it, when things can be. Uh, are, are as consistent as the, they can be, and people are 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 are, are adulting uh, well. And by people, I mean myself when I'm adulting well. Uh, yeah, but <laughs> but I can't. Uh, there's no a timeline on that. Um, but thank you for your wonderful questions and your confessions. Always appreciate it, and I'm glad you can listen again. <clears throat> With all that said and done, we have reached the end of the podcast, the first one in 2021, The Church of Common Sense, episode 19. Next week is the 20th one, the 20th in 2021. Uh, that'll be fun. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I'll have more news to share with you about things going on in my life uh, that I'm very excited about. Other than that, stay happy, stay healthy, happy new year. And we'll talk soon, and maybe here's a, a preview of what you can expect on the next Church of Common Sense. Church dismissed. Thank you. Next time on Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> now, you have no idea what you're getting yourself into. <clears throat> are you going to bark all day, little doggy? Or are you going to bite? All right, then. I'm just going to go watch a movie. Hey, In Life Flint, that's my favorite movie. Boy, everyone is stupid except me. What am I doing? Jagging off the Annie Griffith? Jagging off the Clara? Huh? You mean Aunt B? Aunt B, Clara, whoever. Who the lady answered the damn phone? Who's Clara? Who the lady answered the phone? I don't know. Is that, is that her name Clara? I don't know Clara. I know Aunt B. Nobody want to jack off no damn Aunt B. I mean, there's no, there's no, I mean, it's chicken. It's fried chicken. It's fried chicken. I like fried chicken. I'm surrounded by idiots. You don't understand. I could have had class. I could have been a contender. I could have been somebody. Instead of a bum. Which is what I am. And there seems to be no sign of intelligent life anywhere. That's awful. What the hell is that?